What's up, everybody? It is 11-21. Why did I say 11-21? I'm fucking stupid. It is November 21st, 2018. It's almost 11-21. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's almost 11-22. But the time-wise... Oh, we're okay. ten minutes away from eleven twenty-one. That's that's what I was going for. Right, <laughs> we're, recording this, we're recording this one late, so we might be kind of late for y'all. It's Thursday. It's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. Did I say Thursday? If it was Thursday, it would be Thanksgiving, which happy It'd be eleven twenty-two. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there and everyone in here too. Technically, Thanksgiving's Thursday right now. Megan, shut up. Oh, it is. Happy Thanksgiving, Megan. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, guys. You're welcome. So, are you guys uh, cooking anything for Thanksgiving in particular? Are you respectable family taking care of all that? Yeah, we're going to places, so we don't really need anything. One of those. They're just letting us travel. I am making pies, so I'm making a apple pie and a... Apple pie's my favorite! I say that Rob makes great (laughs) apple pie. You brought it to one of the marathons. Yeah, I'll have to make one for Christmas, too. But I'm making a peach cobbler, too. So oh, those are my two favorites. <laughs> I like peach cobbler and apple pie. I was like, I'll have to save the, like, a piece of peach <laughs> cobbler or something. I'm, like, using ginger in it, which I've never baked with ginger. So I'm going to see how that turns good. out. <laughs> we'll see. Man, you're not even going to test it yourself. You're just going to force it upon your family? No, man. My brother and my mom, they're, like, my freaking, like, testers. So... <laughs> Just a little bit of salt. I was actually telling a story about Lauren making the salt cookies the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren tried to deny it when we were at my parents' house the other day. Like, like last weekend. Her years must have been burning. Um, But alright, so we're gonna gonna talk a bunch about Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald, Grindelwald, Grindelwald. this episode. You gotta say how they do in the movie. Yeah, Grindelwald. like the whole smog thing. I watched a review of it where they the whole time they're just they call him Grindelwald. Like come Grindelwald. on. That sounds very German. Is he supposed to be German or something? I guess so, yeah. Sir, yeah. Hmm. Well why are oh I mean, I'm sure there's a a good reason why all the bad guys on like the Harry Potter series like sound German, but we don't have to get into that really. I mean, when you think about it, <laughs> This isn't really controversial, but it, Grindelwald yeah. is—I mean—it's pretty similar to to Hitler, like his views and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So maybe that's why they just like kind of like stole Star Wars and Voldemort. I guess Voldemort was too, yeah. So which is good. Which well, I'm sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I was yeah. gonna say which is one of his followers, Voldemort, the same thing. That's why it's just it was weird guess. But anyway, sorry, derailing. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. Uh, so before we jump into all our. Uh, Grindelwald uh, talk. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what we've been playing this week, which I haven't been playing shit. So it's like Brit, um, Brit and JB have been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. I think Lauren, or not Lauren, sorry, I just called you Lauren. Um, Ruji's been playing some Pokemon Go too. Um, no, so we'll she talk a little bit about that. Is it not? Nope. <laughs> shit, I don't know what I'm talking about. Pokemon Let's Go, by the way, as well. I know Megan has been playing some Fallout 76, though, so yes. we can talk about that. So, how you guys like Pokemon Go so far? Let's go. Let's go. Whatever. You know what I'm talking Pokemon about. Pokemon Let's Go. <laughs> I'm I'm really liking it. It's, it's so, it's a big nostalgia thing, of course, because it's a remake of Yellow, you know, 
first generation of, of Pokemon. Mm. Um, and it's a mixture. So there's no uh, – the way you catch Pokemon is different from the first generation where you're, you're battling your Pokemon versus other Pokemon and weakening them and then catching them for this. The catching the catch mechanic is just like it is in Pokemon Go, where you target them and then you just throw your Pokeball. And the way you see Pokemon is not random encounters; it's just on the Pokemon wandering on the overworld, which I really like. I know that some people are off a little bit put off by the fact that there's kind of the uh, battling the Pokemon through the random encounters. Yeah. But um, which I could see that, but I think a lot of people do like the fact that the Pokemon are visible on the overworld because it makes going from like you know how going through Mount Moon the first time or any of the caves is a pain because you're just like Zubat, Zubat, you know, yeah. Geodude. There's none of that in this one because you can just run around them. Um, Seems to just like simplify that whole process, which I'm pretty sure they're like absolutely going for with Pokemon Go. So. Yeah, that part's simplified. There, there are some actual... So there's more trainers than there are in the original um, to make up for the fact that there's none of the... the uh, not Pokemon battles, but battle your Pokemon with the trainers. The random encounters. Random encounters, yeah. So you get experience, and it's you have EXP share in this one, so with everything. Oh. So if you catch a Pokemon, you, your whole party gets experience. Okay. Um, and when you battle, your whole party gets experience. So it is easier in that sense, but there are trainers along the way, which are called, like, basically trainers of the trainers, or, like, coach trainers. They're more challenging. Oh. And then, in, and I don't want to, I guess... Not to spoil anything, but in the post game, there's even enhanced, more enhanced trainers. So there is a challenge to it. Um, it's that seems to be a thing that Nintendo likes to do is make the difficulties of entry kind of low, and then have kind of the things scale up to where you want that challenge. Because it's similar to Mario Odyssey, if you know you y'all played Odyssey and yeah. you want to start, and then those stars they get really hard. They but, um, scaled. Yeah, this one still it's even easier than that but I really like the, the graphics the way that it looks um, yeah I'm really enjoying it uh, and this is a good stopgap between because next year we get the full we get Gen yeah. 8 so, yeah and that's going to be a Switch game right Cause Switch. yeah it's a full born yeah. Switch console yeah I wonder if they'll do the thing where they release it on like the Switch and like DS or 3DS or something like I don't that. think so in order I think it would restrict it way too much. Yeah, um, I don't think so either. Initially, I was that's what I was thinking as well, but now um, I, I think they're they're fully transitioning. Just because I think they want that install base for the 3DS to move over to, to yeah. the Switch. Yeah, Which if y'all have if y'all read, uh, it was released today in Japan. Uh, they saw for this this last week. They sold. I don't know if it was this last week or the month of October, um, but regardless, they sold 200,000 switches since the release of in, J in Japan only. Wow! Since oh, the release wow. of Pokemon Let's Go, yeah, and the they sold uh, 600,000, 660,000 copies of between Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. So the attach rate is about 12 percent, which is Instantly. really good. <laughs> This is releasing at, like, a perfect time, too, because it's, like, right before, like, Black Friday and right before, like, the holiday season and all that stuff, so. Oh, they have their time frames down to a T. Like, Nintendo almost does it the best out of anyone. Yeah. Like, last um, year was really good, too, but, like, this year's going to have Pokemon Go and then Pokemon Let's Go and then um, 
Smash Brothers. So they yeah, right back yeah, after yeah. that. And the Smash Brothers pre-orders they said are 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 even a lot more than what Pokemon is. So um, that's going to be nuts. Like this whole holiday season is going to be weird. I almost wonder why they didn't flip flop the two. Have Smash come out in November so you get this because this next weekend is the biggest shopping uh, weekend of the year. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't feel like to me that the I don't think it's a case of I think it's a strategic thing. I don't think that Smash Brothers wasn't ready. Uh, I think they strategically <laughs> put Pokemon first and then Smash second. They know obviously the marketing way more than I would, but I think they just wanted to release it on my birthday. That's my spirit coming through. Well, that probably is it. The day, <laughs> the day before my birthday. Pokemon <laughs> has always generally been in the same time frame. Um, usually it's late October, early November that it comes out. So I think they're just sticking with that release schedule. Um, and then they always have that one last big or fairly large game um, coming out in later part of the year, uh, which would be Smash this year. And yeah. We're both going to sell like hotcakes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know which is going to sell more. I guess Smash is going to sell more than you think? I would almost think that Pokemon Go would sell more, just for... I, think, I don't know. I think the influx of front-loading is going to be higher on Smash. Um, I think they're both going to have really long selling I think the selling legs. sales of Smash are going to be like Smash yeah. Pokemon Go. That would make sense. It could be like we were talking about earlier with uh, before we started the cast, Red Dead and Call of Duty, where Red yeah. Dead weekend was big, first weekend biggest sales weekend in uh, entertainment history is almost a billion dollars and then Call of Duty has outsold it for the whole month of October yeah that might be a similar case with Pokemon and uh, Smash I without like looking at anything I would have said like you said Rob about uh, Pokemon would outsell it but from what yeah. I'm like reading Smash Brothers has the has huge pre-orders but this kind of like this Smash Brothers seems like the the, the, the Smash Brothers yeah, like, the, the, the way they're setting it up all. Like, yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, Part of that kind of makes sense with the going back to the Red Dead thing, though, because after you beat Red Dead, like, like I would imagine, like, I haven't beat it yet, but I don't think I'm going to want to jump right back into that game. I mean, until it get mul- gets multiplayer released. So maybe, like, people are, like, looking for something else. Like, yeah, the multiplayer, that, did they say it's going to be the by the end of 2019? I couldn't remember. Wait, what? Is that or not, 20, or not 2019, 2018. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it was uh, coming, I thought it was going to be coming for November, but, um, I think it's the end of 2018. Okay. I, looked that up I don't know if this is just like bullshit uh, GameStop stuff. It probably is. But they tried to sell my brother like the up freaking like copy of when he bought Red Dead. He was like, oh, if you buy this, you can access the uh, the multiplayer like really soon, like next week or something. I was like, that's just freaking GameStop employee trying to like upsell this yeah. bullshit freaking copy. But... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they are doing a beta thing for it um red dead online but yeah i don't hmm. they probably will they probably have whatever yeah. the acquisition well we don't have any dates or anything like solid yet no so. no yeah i'm googling it and i don't see i thought i had read somewhere where it said that it was planning for to come out before 20 june of 2018 but maybe it wasn't oh here's an article 12 hours ago but like it's probably i'll skim through it while y'all <laughs> okay. talk Okay. Um, well, that's uh, 
just catching us up on Pokemon Let's Go and the sales numbers, I guess, for October. But um, another game that came out um, just last week, uh, Fallout 76. So, Megan, how are you enjoying uh, Fallout 76 so far? Um, I like it a lot so far. Um, Fallout was is one of my favorite franchises. Yes, I, I didn't know that. Yes, because Fallout 3, um, New, Ve- or, yeah, New Vegas um, 4, um, it's literally like a Fallout game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Fallout game. I think that's what a lot of people were afraid of. Um, the only difference is, is like you drop, um, there's less NPCs and there's more real people. Um, yeah. I'm not a big, friends. yeah, I'm not a big PvP person. So at first I thought that might be a big thing because they kind of made a big deal about like the nukes and finding other people. Um, but um, yeah. it's very rare that we've ever run into anyone and it's so, um, in my experience, just you, like you just walk by them. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've, um, I haven't played it as much as I would like to um, just because the people that I usually play with uh, like Brit's schedule is different from mine and um, but uh, yeah, I like it a lot, and it's cool to. It's in West Virginia, which is close to Ohio. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the biggest selling points, like why I might actually get it. Um, because I went to West Virginia like every summer when I was a kid, because my grandpa lived there. So oh, it's like beautiful like country and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's um, why Fallout Three was is my favorite just because yeah, before I played it yeah I had I had known what PC was like so it was really cool yeah um like I've never like I've played since Fallout 3 and I think it was wasn't until like Fallout 4 that I was like like I just I don't know if this game is like for me <laughs> um like I still had fun playing it but it just didn't really like resonate with me the same way as like a I think I'm just more like narrative driven with like the single player games that I play and stuff. Um, but this doesn't have to be a single player game. I feel like I might have more fun with it just like playing with you nerds or with my brother. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely tried to play playing through. I tried to play in solo too, but I I used to not be like a, a big open world person. Now open world's one of my favorite genres of games. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I used to get I used to it used to really intimidate me with like not a solid narrative driven but then i changed my mindset of like with the side quests and stuff it's like okay today i'm gonna go do this side quest or do this or whatever yeah yeah but yeah it's i am kind of like you two though rob where i like a um i like a a story line that goes like from beginning end which these games do but generally they're like with all the fallouts the main story is actually usually pretty pretty short it's you get your bulk of like really good stuff from the side what I, what I have experienced, like, especially in Fallout 4, like, my favorite parts of the story were, like, just the, like, the characters and stuff, like, learning more about that stuff. Like, I really didn't give a shit about the main story in Fallout. Yeah. Like, I thought it was kind of boring for the most part. Uh, but yeah, those side, that side crap that you, like, stumble on is always my favorite part. And that's kind of why I love um, Red Dead so much, because you have, like, a good main story, and you have all that crazy side stuff that you stumble on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best one. Oh, I forgot. The, so that article says that the beta for Red Dead Online is this month. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that guy wasn't completely full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if the GameStop version actually makes it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I really want to check out what that online's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like um, GTA 4 was at all or anything like that. Or what did GTA Shark cards yeah. and <laughs> hopefully not that crazy but we will see um all right so yeah that's just about all the game stuff we have to talk about unless you guys want to touch on anything else and jump into uh fantastic beasts go ahead Megan. uh i mentioned earlier that i picked oh, up yeah. the spyro remastered there's not a whole lot to say about that because it literally is the spyro games yeah um, one two and three like just with better graphics but for someone who played that over, like that was the first; those were the first games that I 100%ed, like as a eight-year-old child. Um, so that was really good. It's just like you know, just levels, pretty simple. Yeah. Um, nostalgia so factor. Yeah, between doing that and then Fallout and um, Red Dead Redemption, which has like so much stuff, it's actually yeah. really nice to like unwind with just like simple stuff like that. So. Yeah, I've been that playing. Like luminous after I play like Red Dead to kind of like wind down, so yeah. I get that for sure. Um, I think there was like a similar thing last year when um, was it last year or was it this year when the Crash Bandicoot like collection came out? Um, it, was it might have been earlier this year. I also picked that up. That one's a little, um, I don't know. Crash Bandicoot I feel is not difficult but harder. Yeah. I died a lot in this remaster, and I'm like, oh, I must not have gotten any better at video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, I never, yeah, I never really got into the uh, spiral games all too much. I don't know why I missed those, but I was definitely into Crash, so <laughs> I get that. Get that. Um, all right. Uh, enough about games, though, because we're gonna talk about some Harry Potter now. Nice. Um, all right. So for the first like probably twenty, thirty minutes, we're gonna try not to do like big spoilers or anything. Kind of just tell about like what we liked most about the movie like our favorite performance and stuff but then we're jumping in like full-on spoilers so we'll give you guys a warning before we do that but be prepared um all right so we'll start off with uh, our first thoughts of this movie and i will uh i'll let jd go ahead and give us your first thoughts uh i liked the movie i loved the first one yeah so yeah. that's a perfect way to describe it yeah like i came out of this one not um i don't know odd or um starstruck or i don't know not starstruck but like yeah <clears throat> not on a high like Did you the, say it wasn't as magical as the first one i'm not a um tabloid <laughs> but that would be one way of putting it yes um, no, it, it, I really enjoyed seeing the movie, um, but yeah, it just, the first one, I absolutely loved. Like, I can go back to that one, I could watch that one once a week, maybe even more than that, and still enjoy it a lot, and this one I think I could watch maybe once every six months or something. Like, I want to see yeah. it again pretty soon, but that's just because... Uh, it, it just came out, obviously, so um, seeing it another time would probably help get it more um, more love from me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, I 
I think uh, this one does a great job setting up for what's to come, but yeah. the it it failed itself. Um, there's a lot of times that movie sequels um, do this, but not every movie, not every second movie can be the Two Towers, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, where it's <laughs> possibly the best one of the three. You know, like it, debatable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, Empire Strikes Back is a good example. Yeah. You know what's not a good good example of the second movie in a trilogy, though? Is uh, I kind of draw a lot of comparisons to this one. Oh, are you about to say what else? <laughs> like, that, me and Rob are like on, <laughs> like on, on the, the same, same level, level, probably. Say at the same uh, time. <laughs> Count of three. Uh, one, two, three. Star Wars, Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, there we go. There I was waiting for you guys to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was too. <laughs> He's like the Wizard of Oz, uh, Return of Oz. <laughs> Good, um, but yeah, there I drew so many comparisons yeah. between this movie and the Last Jedi, which I don't know why in freaking 2017, 2018, it's so hard to make a good sequel to like a good movie to reboot a franchise. It's like fucking impossible. Um, like I didn't think this movie was horrible, but I I didn't really think it was all that good either. <laughs> like, um, I think it JD JD uh, I think JD put it uh, put it well when he said this movie sets up a lot for what's to come, and I think it uh, I think it is like hopefully gonna like set up a really good third movie in this um, franchise or whatever. But um, and I think it did a really better job of doing that than. Uh, the last Jedi did because at the end of the last Jedi, I was like, I don't know what the what the fuck's about to happen. <laughs> like, okay, so the whole resistance is dead. Um, awesome. Like, I I don't know where they go from here. At My least boy in Luke this is one, dead. <laughs> yeah. At least in this one, they like set up like, okay, here's story like plot points that we're gonna hit uh, in the the third one of these. And they have uh, they have a resistance. There is a battle to come. That like yeah. In Star Wars, you're just like, well. <laughs> shit yeah i did have a lot of issues with the movie which we'll probably touch on here later once we get into spoilers and stuff but um i thought like the performances and everything were really good so i don't think like it suffered any from from that stance which i felt the same way from like the dark or from uh last jedi so oh the dark knight is a good example of a sequel that was yes dark knight might be the best sequel ever (laughs) might be one of the best movies Oh, well, I think over 10 years now, because I think the 10-year anniversary was June. Yeah, no My brother way. would agree with you. He watches that trilogy, like, every month. <laughs> it's a damn good yeah. trilogy. It's, it it's probably one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, like, easy, if not my favorite. Um, but yeah, uh, so I think Brit uh, uh, agrees with a lot of the same sentiment as me, so yeah. you want to elaborate a little bit on that, Brit? Yeah, me and you have real similar, like... It's funny because yeah, I thought I thought of a lot of this a lot of the same way with Star Wars, and we'll get into the spoilers later. Like you said, there's a big reason for that, but I I do think this one is set up a whole lot better than what Star Wars is. I don't want to talk too much about Star Wars since yeah. I know it's about <laughs> Harry Potter, but yeah, at the end of Star Wars, like especially going to the next one, you don't there's not a real big draw to to see the next. I mean, I'm going to see it no matter what, just because it's yeah. the end of that trilogy. But yeah, you're kind of left to, it's like, you found a good first evil. That's <laughs> that's about it. But a lot of yeah. the, I mean, we I still want to see if there will probably be twists and things and stuff. And that's really, 
it's it's weird though. I don't know if you agree with this. You might disagree on this point. But in some ways, I thought Star Wars was still somewhat of a better movie than this. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that were better. I think I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this movie better just because because it is set. I have more excitement for what's about to yeah. happen. Because there's yeah. five that are left. Um, yeah, the movie maybe I I both I like both movies, both Star Wars and Harry Potter. I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't love them, like JD put it. Um, I thought like the individual performances were all really good. Like we went mm-hmm. down like each actor and been like, that would be the weird thing. It's like how did like Johnny <laughs> Depp did an awesome job. Um, yeah. All right, I know we'll get down to performances later, but um, I felt like this movie had so much in it in terms of they probably like laid it out like what needs to be covered for this movie, and it <laughs> felt like the the movie was like backloaded like big time. Cause I felt like it started out paced really well, and then it, it just got to where it's like, all right, we got we need to cover this, this, and this in the last thirty minutes. Yeah. And it went really fast, and then when it ended, you're just like kind of like you had been thrown it in was, a washing yeah, machine. So convoluted in that third act, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Megan, uh, I'll let you jump in here. Let's know uh, what your thoughts were. Harry Potter is like one of my favorite franchises, and um, I think was this was the first time that Harry Potter something Harry Potter like quote unquote like disappointed me um, yeah. I know Cursed Child is something a lot of people talk about I didn't have like a whole lot of expectations or anything going into that so I didn't hate Cursed Child um, I would say that I liked it but I didn't really think much of it um, this one because the first Fantastic Beast was like so good I think mm-hmm. it put up a lot and yeah I just felt disappointed I like now that it's been like um, oh, about a week. I'm not as I've kind of like kind of settled down, and I'm they're like oh it was you know an okay movie. I'll see it again to like look at all the like um, nitty gritty stuff like the the small cameos and stuff like that. But um, yeah. but um, I just hope that the next one will make up for it. Yeah. Um. Part of me is kind of glad we didn't do this podcast yesterday because I was like, I hated this movie yesterday, <laughs> and then I thought about it a lot. Yeah, you need some time to think about it. Yeah, and I was or like, or let okay, it like I mean, let the hate or the disappointment <laughs> seep seep out. Yeah. I might end up hating this movie more after the next one. Just the reason why I like this movie, and it'll be more in the spoilers later. I think I know. I think I know where they're like trying or going with it. So I'm like, okay, this has potential. Like, okay. this this movie has good setup potential, but yeah. it could be later, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just just being confused. It's, it's weird that this movie felt like a part one. Like, it didn't feel like yeah. a complete movie. Like, yeah. and that's kind of what I didn't like the most about it. Like, it didn't feel like a complete, right. like, story as the first one did. Like, the first one did a really not good job. Not a good standalone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. Like, J.D. said, like, this isn't a movie that I'm going to go back to and, like, watch like I do. Fantastic Beasts. I'm going to watch this movie if I'm, like, binging the Harry Potter movies when I get right. to it. <laughs> Going through the series. Yeah, exactly. Um, but alright, we'll get uh, we'll get to more of that good stuff later. Um, I'm going to talk now about the uh, best performance of the movie. Which I think this is, uh, this is pretty difficult because there are a lot of good performances I thought in this one. I think going in um, after the first movie, the performance I was disappointed in was Johnny Depp's just because um Oh, what's his last name? Colin 
Farrell. 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 Yeah. Um, I thought he did super, super good. He was like pretty attractive. He was he was like manipulative, but not like to where you were like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And then you like yeah. you subtly realized he was a bad guy. And then he turns into Johnny Depp, who's just like you know. A Harry Potter fan knows the relationship between Albus and Grindelwald, and you're kind of like, how does all like how does Albus physically and emotionally care about this person? Um, yeah. So I think I was disappointed about that. Um, after I talked a lot about people um, to people saying, "Oh, I wish Colin was Grindelwald," but I think after this, um, like Johnny Depp was my favorite part of the movie. I think he did oh, show man. that he, yeah, because. Before I got into the movie, I'm like, you know what, Grindelwald's probably like a manipulative, you know, um, villain. That's probably how he's gonna get his followers. Um, and Johnny Depp did that, and he's really good at it. So. Yeah, which he does a really good job of doing, being like manipulative without like yeah. telecasting it. Like, he he knows how like the ministry is gonna like react and stuff in a bunch of parts, so he doesn't have to be like, he doesn't have to stoke that flame all too much. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he did a really good job. I really liked uh, uh, Johnny Depp in this one. Um, I don't know if he's my favorite, just because we don't get a whole lot of time with Johnny Depp in this movie. Um, the time that he is on screen, I think he like nails it. But also, I don't really know who else like um, I would give it to. That have about the same amount of screen time. Yeah, like maybe Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was really good in it. But then again, I hate, like, how her kind of ends in this movie, so. Um, yeah, it got yeah. real weird. I didn't know how to feel about it at the end. I was like, is she a... <laughs> oh, <that's>... Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to... <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, like, 25 characters that they had to Wait, have a full... Have yeah. a full arc to their character story, and it just doesn't work. Like, um... And they, yeah, they also had the trouble of having to, quote-unquote, introduce characters. They had to introduce Nagini, but we know mm. who Nagini is. They had to introduce Dumbledore, who we know. What was her, like, whole purpose of being there? Like, yeah, anyway. that's one like, of the... She just felt, like, like that, shoved in there. I think that would be, like, in my nitpick section. It's like, what? Like, yeah. what is her... What is uh, her deal? I think it's purely for this... I, at some point, Voldemort... Tom Riddle's story is gonna start, and they're gonna they're gonna meet up. Imagine she's gonna yeah. go to Hogwarts, and then they're gonna meet up, and that that would make more sense. Just, just more set up for things to yeah, come. Yeah, that's all yeah. set up. And what better way to do it than introduce her into this movie um, with the traveling circus? You know. Yeah, it just feels weird. Like you almost cringe. It's almost like whenever you hear a movie title. In a, in, a, in a movie, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of cringy when you, uh, so you're, you're reading, you have like the original Harry Potter series or the original Star Wars, and then you, you have prequels to the movies, and then they introduce a, a tie-in to those, and they ha they say the name like, a, you know, like kind of like, a, it's like, yeah. and here's Nagini, and you're like, it feels almost forced, like not natural, you know, like, yeah, that was like, like service. That was like all of episode one when Anakin's like on screen. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, JD, who's your like favorite performance you would say in this in this one? You know, it's really hard to really have one that really 
stood out to me. I think um, it's yeah. I think it's like a good like off people, but I don't know if like one person kind of like shines. Besides maybe Johnny Depp, he's kind of just so him. I think they I had think to. He had the most screen time besides Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. He had yeah. quite a bit. Um, I think they had to do that too, though, to sell it on onto people. I felt like he felt like everyone was always talking about Grindelwald, so it feels like he's on the screen a whole lot. But I don't know if he has like a ton of screen time because he's got that big speech at the end. He's got like the scene where he's he's easily got people. like thirty five forty minutes. I'm sure. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think he has the most. I don't know about about that much because just because of how many characters are, are yeah. on there. I guess that yeah that would make sense. He has the big open. I mean, he had the whole ending. Didn't have a whole lot, but um, Dumbledore didn't. Oh yeah. Um, he did, like, yeah, he did good. I don't think he had enough time to shine really be showcased. Um, but one of the things I'm really excited about is they said that um, I think he he was just doing an interview and um, he said that he talked with J.K. Rowling um about Dumbledore for two and a half hours to hmm. explain. Dumbledore, like in his entirety, um, so pretty yeah. much what she had to do, like with um, Alan Rickman for yeah. Snape. So I feel like um, hopefully we'll get a lot of more stories. Um, yeah, I think they'll definitely um, play a bigger part going forward too. Well, um, just again, it's this movie setting up for three, four, mm-hmm. five. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really enjoyed Jude Law's uh, Dumbledore. I think uh, I don't think he was the best though. I from the first movie, the like bromance that uh, Newt and um, Jacob had was yeah. probably one of my favorite parts of that movie, and like those the duo that duo might be my favorite like performance. But then yeah. in this movie, it doesn't like they didn't really have that much time to um, have that much time really. Together really yeah sell it there is a really good scene between them two when um um what's her name is like running away um because queenie yeah queen not queenie sorry um uh, the other one the other one uh tina yeah when tina's like running out the door or whatever and then um he's like go after her yeah (laughs) that one's a pretty funny yeah um so i think that duo is probably my favorite um even in this one even though there was not much to it um but that was kind of the whole whole of the entirety of this one is there's not that much to it yeah what do you guys think of uh ezra miller in in this mr freeze actually he didn't i feel like he barely did anything in this. yeah <laughs> i feel like his carryover kind of from the first movie Who i felt like him? he had like no personality kind of in the first movie i i really liked him in the first movie like i really felt bad for him and then yeah i'm like yeah colin you well grindelwald but like you should be nice to him but then he was like actually like being mean and then ignoring yeah. people and like and then he yeah. ended he ended up being it's like, just a, such a weird switch yeah. <laughs> from that to this one like, i don't think it's that big of a switch really like if you're trying to um Grindelwald manipulate. does, yeah, manipulate someone. That's 
in the book, you know, like, yeah. I love Hayden. Also, I don't think that Credence knew that Colin turned into Grindelwald. I don't think he knew that that was Grindelwald. That that's possible. Hmm. Yeah, that's, still, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, he oh, wasn't yeah. picked up at that point because he, he had a different name, too. And, yeah, he Maybe. called him, like, a, a squib and and then after that, I don't think he sees him. So yeah, that's very hmm. possible that uh, that might be a plot point for the next ones where he finds out that Grindelwald was like, that guy. Wait, you were this guy? <laughs> 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 Flashback scene. Um, all right, but yeah, I, I think we kind of all uh, agree. Maybe Johnny Depp. Uh, I always it's close between Johnny Depp and um, Jude Law for me, but. Um, yeah, I think Johnny Depp, especially, I think he kind of sells it in that last scene, too. Just yeah, I think he, like, speech. I, I think he did convince people he could be Grindelwald, which is good, because I know a lot of people um, aren't happy that he was still cast, because of his, like, personal background. Yeah. So I hope he is able to stay on and doesn't have any more drama. Yeah, um, we can jump, I'm gonna skip this kind of skip down on this list a little bit since you just brought that up though um who else do you think like let me jump into casting what ifs so who else do you think could have been cast as like grindelwald or um let's say uh dumbledore like the two main ones that are like gonna jump through this series going forward probably like is there anything that comes to mind like right away right away it would be keeping colin yeah grindelwald. yeah i think um, that would be interesting what about like a uh, Robert Downey Jr. or something? <laughs> no. You put Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. again? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god, I need to think about that. Um, um, it'd have to be a British actor though. It's gotta be Billy Bob Thornton. Johnny Depp's not British. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's true. British. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp isn't British. Is Grindelwald British though? He knew where. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's was. German the way we were talking earlier. Could be. <laughs> could be Austrian. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, the way he pronounces it. Yeah. yeah um, what about anything for uh, anything for Dumbledore? I think Jude Law is like perfectly cast as Dumbledore, but I'm like, mixed on Jude. I don't. I don't know. I think I didn't get enough of him to know. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't like blown away by him, but I. I didn't. There was nothing. I thought he was like terrible. It was just. Could you like picture that uh, Dumbledore growing into like the Dumbledore that we know? That's. Though? That's what I was trying to, like, picture yeah. in my head. I think so. Um, I think so, because his beard is, you know, if you put that beard on, it's Jude Law. <laughs> there we go. Bada bing, bada boom. There we go. Yeah. To I be honest. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, to be honest, uh, I, didn't, I didn't really like the Dumbledores in the cast in the uh, original uh, movies, uh, which. Well, because he was there's recast. Like, one right, the uh, second after, one is it one or two? The second one, okay. That's the second one. I did like actors passed, yeah. Yeah, actually, but so I do like the the recast, I do like that Dumbledore more, which I who was the actor? I can't remember. Um, but yeah. I did like I did like uh, no better. The first one, the one that played the original, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, yeah, uh, I didn't feel much about, about him. Yeah. I thought he was okay. I'm actually, I, I. I'm a huge fan of the Harry Potter books. I read them annually. 
and I'm not one of those people who are like uh, who are who generally like the books are so much better. But in this case, the books are so much better. I feel like than the movies, <laughs> and I and I still love watching the Harry Potter movies, but um, I just picture everything so different in my head. So I felt like Dumbledore let me down, but I felt like Alan, Alan Rickman was just the perfect mate. Of, yeah. yeah, there are there are yeah. a lot of people that were really good, but Dumbledore. What in my head, I don't look back at the original series and think that was just the perfect Dumbledore. Like uh, this is gonna be really cliche, but uh, uh like Ian, uh, oh, who's Gandalf? Uh, yeah, um, um, I know that would. Nah, yeah, that's what I was about to say, Ian McKellen, but um, it's crap. Why am I not thinking about who Gandalf is right now? He also plays Magneto. No, oh, it is Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah. okay. My bad. Sorry. You're right. Nailed <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I think Ian McKellen, I heard, I don't know if this is true, I think Ian McKellen was, uh, whenever the first Dumbledore passed away, he was offered to do uh, Dumbledore, but he turned it he's down. He's just like, I, I can't I can't do two wizards. What do you want? No, I I think it's because uh, I think I read because the actor that played the original one and him did not like each other. Oh. And out of respect for it, yeah, I think that's what I had, had read. Um, but uh, yeah, I got a, I got a super off topic, but um, as far as like <laughs> so re good. recast, I was almost gonna say Grindelwald if if. Uh, Patrick Stewart were younger, I would have loved to see him be Grindelwald. Oh, God. That would be amazing. I yeah. think that. I just watched Green Room the other day, too. I don't know if you've seen that, but he plays a no. bad guy in that. Uh, like, crazy bad guy. Um, so I would like to see Patrick Stewart in more of those roles. But... I think yeah. uh, for Dumbledore, Colin Firth might be one of my picks. Oh, Colin yeah. Firth. I don't know if Colin Firth has that kind of, like, um... I don't know that kind of charm to like do goblins for a film. Do you think? He has Maybe some quote unquote charm in Kingsman. Oh okay. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe I'm just I have King's Speech uh, Colin Firth in my head right now. Or, but... or he's doing a blank. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Uh, that was a good little brainstorm. But um, I just erased it on here. What are we gonna talk about anyway? Um, so the Jason Terry Award, the best sixth man. Like of this movie, like the person who's just kind of like a bit player, didn't have a whole lot of um, like dialogue or lines or anything that you think was the best. Um, I Nicholas Flamel. A lot of people like Nicholas Flamel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was like he he was pretty funny. I don't know if yeah. he was supposed to be, but I think he I think was. He was his comic relief. Yeah, but... he was another character though that I'm guessing they're gonna. But in this movie, I was like, "Why is he here?" <laughs> yeah, it just felt like a, a yeah, throw in to yeah, I connect feel, the the movies for the yeah, series. I feel, Opening I feel bad for people that hadn't seen this or had no idea, you know, just got into the Fantastic Beasts. Like yeah. some of these characters would make no sense. Like Nicholas, it just it would have made no sense. <laughs> people would be like, "Who the heck is this super?" Al I mean, they they tells you like I'm an alchemist that's you know, really old. That's basically all you get, but you don't get the backstory that you do for. The and then movie. you see the stone. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like if you didn't actually know who this was, and we say his name, there's also the stone. Yeah. Like, like you can't even call that an Easter egg in this movie. <laughs> it was just like, 
Yeah. It also looks like a different sound. Probably because of the CGI, but... It's like uh, well, I guess Michael Bay movies uh, advertising for products. Like It was there in front of your face yeah. so much. Yeah. Mine would either be him or the giant, like, lion beast creature. <laughs> um, so Wooler, if I was going to play him, it was probably the lion. Oh, the, chi- the Chinese uh, Yeah, the Chinese, dragon. like, dragon lion. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Those cats too. Those cats were just like weird. <laughs> they looked like aliens. Um, yeah, they were weird looking. I'm not a fan. Like, and I know they have to be in there. And I know this is this is probably not a popular opinion because I know the movie is Fantastic Beasts. I just I always I feel like the movies are weighted down by having to yeah give a lot of screen time to the beasts. Like they have big oh, action scenes. Meet which, those expectations for sure. Yeah, and I I don't like like I wish. There were so much in these movies, like we said, there's so many characters, all that. If they'd have taken out, like, the, the huge, I mean, they're probably only, like, 10 or 15 minutes in total. Maybe they're longer, but the parts where they're doing the animals, like when he's having to feed the the sea creature with in the, the beginning. Yeah, and stuff like that. It takes time, and it's just, like, there's constant nods to all these creatures, which... I think the it, most likely one that they could have cut was definitely the Strelpy. Um The lion cat thing the chinese lion serves too much of a purpose and all the ones in the circus i think uh are fine being there just because like it's a circus it needs to have action what this feels like to me is like like those 80s like movies or cartoons or whatever where you would always get like the action figures that come out of it like afterwards yeah it's so like crazy that's kind of what like fantastic beasts like yeah, like the franchise. And I, guess, I, I don't I mean, think it really does it to me, but I guess the, the first one character though. is all about the beast, so I guess it is important to kind of yeah. to have that. That's just the thing. It was just in this one, then some of them felt like pigeonholed in a little bit, while as in the first, kind of worked really well and kind of like went with the flow of the movie and everything. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's jump to uh our favorite scenes this movie so does anyone have anyone that just stands out right away the opening scene for me was probably my favorite the yeah, I'd probably say the same the, the escape and uh, Grindelwald <laughs> Grindelwald I um, thought that was even kind of complicated and then also questionable like first off how did he switch places with that man and then like yeah it started off with me. It's like, how did he manage this? And then, like, yeah. did they really put this little um, security on this wizard? You know. Yeah. 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 I want to know when that switch like happened or anything because, I mean, it obviously happened before the movie started. Before we even like saw him. Yeah, I like how they gave a little nod to him because he was like briefly in the first one. So they yeah. brought back a character even though yeah. he very little so the way i like looked at it is that grindelwald grindelwald is supposed to be such a huge charismatic leader that he's gonna i mean over time gonna get tons and tons of followers to create this like uprising that he's just able to along the way you know it makes just like yeah honey and like just like i mean what's what's her name what's the other the chick that queenie. turns queenie i called her a queenie. friend 
Yeah. <laughs> just like Queenie. She. Oh, well, this is weird. It's very spoiler I'll, territory I'll, here, I'll, but. I'll get into Queenie, because I have some issues with Queenie. <laughs> yeah, I do, t I have, I do too. Uh, what was I going to say? I think my favorite scene um, might have been her speech um, at the very near the end, like, w towards his followers. I like. I don't know if it's spoilers or not, but when he showed the quote unquote prophecy yeah. and what he like how he's tying what the what the wizards should fear as something that happens in history and something that even Jacob could relate to and be terrified of. So and yeah. if we've seen like a world where like muggles and wizards are dealing with that part of history, I think it'd be super, super cool. Yeah. I feel like they're setting him up as a really good manipulator, just like, you know, dictators and stuff are. Yeah, because with magic, it's like, what would wizards fear from muggles? And I didn't think of it until they literally showed it. And it's like, yeah, that that's, like, scary to even think about, like, now and, like, back then, like, what that type of power. And they're, like, they're, you know, muggles are ignorant. They don't understand what this is. And yeah, and interesting because this movie happens in what 1927 i think is what it is yeah this time they actually gave like little subtitles for everything yeah, yeah. so it's like god my history um so it's like right after world one right would be that like time frame right oh, yeah, before that's, when the, that's the war that uh, jacob falls he was coming out of that's right okay yeah so i mean i guess this prophecy is like I, I don't know why I'm just putting this together, but this prophecy <laughs> was like World War Two, so <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get into Rob's that. like, okay. well, Rob, okay. <laughs> All so right, my time frame is a little off, but um, okay. As far as best scenes for me, um, I really liked um, the scene where Credence goes to like visit his what he thinks is going to be his mother, which is like his uh, caretaker oh, yeah. or whatever. Um, and then he gets uh, kind of like ambushed by the other author that's like after them, uh, Spellman, I think. Or Spellman, uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I thought that guy. Yeah, he was kind of just like a bit like otter or whatever, but apparently one that what? was working for, or sorry, <laughs> one that was working for uh, Grindelwald um, the whole time. But I don't know, I just thought that scene was kind of cool. Like, he goes and you get some exposition dropped on you. Like, I'm not your mom. I'm just like to care of you for a while. Uh, so it kind of fills in a little bit of that mystery. But, um, and it also has like him exploding like crazy, like he did in the first one. So that was kind of cool. And him controlling it. Yeah. As, uh, wasn't he like, yeah, he put that like spell around him. So he's like in the bubble. Yeah. How the hell does that spell work? In the bubble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. like a. Really Go ahead. Oh, I think my mic's connected. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, it was just like a, yeah, a very mini version of what they did in uh, uh, Deathly Hollows. Like, yeah. In the bubble, so. yeah. It's still very interesting. Um, they're, how, it, how they have to write themselves into a corner like that, kind of, <laughs> to have this guy, yeah. this, this random guy, have that <coughs> drawn as a spell. Um, yeah, and the only like reason he had to survive that basically to so he could tell Grindel Grindelwald or whatever like 
41s or something like that. I don't know. It it's really weird. There's a lot of characters I think they could have done without in these volumes. Um, it, Agreed. Like they had to kind of tie Newt and that guy together to tie Newt to Grindelwald. It, the threads that they're having to do, <laughs> it's like a old school detective wall yeah. where they're this... just like. <coughs> this doesn't come together i'm gonna be super pissed <laughs> but yeah. whatever uh, uh one more scene though or go ahead yeah I, I just i think that they have a lot that they're trying to bite off in yeah. this. <laughs> um the final scene that i'll talk about here was um when they go to hogwarts and <laughs> um uh Dumbledore's there, Brad. like, is any? He, oh, he's like dueling with that other student, basically, or whatever, right? Yeah, and they're then, uh, doing the Bogart training. No, that's that's in the flashback. That's not the one that I'm talking about. Oh, what I'm talking about is when the Ministry like busts down the door. Oh, and everyone, when like, they puts uh, their handcuffs on him and stuff. Yeah, magical handcuffs. The magic, yeah, the magic handcuffs. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, he's dueling with that wizard or that uh, student or whatever. And there's a good like back and forth between them. It's kind of funny, and then um, like uh, the minister, I guess, busts in there and tells them to all like go back to class or whatever. And then everyone just stands there and like <laughs> looks at Dumbledore, and he's like, "Okay, you guys can go." <laughs> and then they all leave. Kind of just like shows the amount of power that like Dumbledore even had like then, like when he was just a professor and like a book student. So that was, that was a fun little scene. Um, but all right, anything else, uh, JD? I don't think I don't know if you said your favorite scene. Uh, probably the ending uh, speech scene as well. Um, they're trying to tie everything together a little bit, uh, but the speech is definitely really well, well shot yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's uh, it was effective for sure. Um, okay, um, so we're officially gonna get into spoilers now. So if you guys don't want any spoilers, you haven't seen. Fantastic Beasts yet, then um, uh, come back after after you had. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to talk about what worked in this movie. What did you guys, like, enjoy? Um, uh, what do you think, like, uh, what are you looking forward to? Like, what was set up well, do you think, and all that kind of stuff? So we're good. The, what, what worked overall? What worked. Yeah, yeah. For this? Um. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's got hard. I, I have a lot of what didn't work. Um, I th uh, it's, hard, it's hard to tell right now what works, because we don't, we have like half of the movie, basically, I think. Um, yeah, because I, I, I think the setup is going to work well, because I think I know, because so at the end of the movie, since we're spoilers, can I, can I say what I think is going to work well? well like that'll work for the sequel speculation. Um, yeah, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll wait for that then. Um, I feel like we can talk about it now. We're all, we're just all, so let's just let's just go ahead and jump into that because I feel like that might well, go I, into what worked. Well, what J.K. Rowling, what I give her credit for, is what she did with the original books is she had a she unlike like Lost and um where they had an idea that. Feel like changed throughout the series, where like Lost, where Harry Potter, 
I think she had a lot of her big plot points, such as, um, you know, Snape killing uh, Dumbledore and Snape actually being a good person. She had that stuff mapped out, and I think she has the major plot points mapped out for um, uh, the, the series, like the Fantastic Beast series. And I think what she's going for, and I think like the major, the big thing for the prequels is the relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. And all we know from the original books is that they had a falling out surrounding um, the relationship between them and then the, the, what happened with Dumbledore's sister. And I, they've only barely touched on his, his sister in these new movies, in the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. What I, and what I think is happening, because at the end of the movie it was revealed that uh, Credence is Dumbledore's brother. Uh, what's his Not name? Uh, Alurus? Aurelius? Aurelius? Yeah. Aurelius, okay. And we, and so, what's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, a brother that we've never heard of. Never like heard of. Never. Harry Potter lore ever. No, and that's why I'm trying to think, you know, which is she retconning stuff stuff? And I don't think she is. I think what's going to happen, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is um, I think, so the sister's name is what, Ariana? Yeah. Is that correct? Ariana. I, yeah. I think Aurelius is Ariana, because I think the one thing we don't know a lot about is the Mysterios, and am I, is that what they're called? The, yeah, the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mysterios. I think and that we know that that's what Ariana from the previous books and stuff like that, she was described as, um, she basically had a lot of is- issues so similar to what Credence is. So we, people kind of throwing together that they think that he's is an, it? she is an Mysterio as well. And we yeah. don't, because we know think... that her, she killed her, she killed Dumbledore's mother. It drove his father insane. He went to um, Azkaban. He ended up dying there shortly thereafter. I think that when she died, we don't know much about Asterius. I think that, you know, she just manifested as... It, like, bonded onto him or something like that. I don't even know if it even bonded up him, that it just, like, it just went away, you know, because we know when it becomes a big black blob that it just, you know, who knows, travels the wayside. We don't know what it goes to, but I think yeah. at some point it does eventually manifest himself as Credence or whatever. Similar the way as, as uh, when you think of, like, a... Uh, uh, what is it called? Whenever you're splitting your soul in the Harry Potter series. No, oh, the Horcrux. Horcrux. Like a, like a, you know, when you think of a Horcrux in a way, uh, you know, Voldemort would have never died if they had not hunted down all the uh, Horcruxes. And I think that we'll find out what happens between Grindelwald and the, the struggle. Because this is taking place after, the, the obviously, his sister's already died. We don't know how she yeah. died exactly, but we know it involved them two and that's what's going to cause the split in the relationship and I think it's going to be something involving that and I think that uh, yeah I think that that's what who Credence is and that's why later on in the series I mean Dumbledore is just when he doesn't bring up the sister a lot it's just sad because she died and so even if I think at some point Credence is going to have to die by Dumbledore's hand and that's how they're going to break the uh, that's because right now there's a blood pact between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. They can't touch each other. They can't fight. I think how they're going to bl- break the blood pact is Dumbledore is going to have to kill his own someone of his own blood, and that would be Credence. And then, hmm. you know, that's what I think is going to happen. That's my prediction. Interesting. Uh, I think that has weight. Like it makes just as much sense as any fucking thing else. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I'm going. For. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't really like the theory that like he just lied and said that like he's your brother because I hate when like movies and crap do that. It's just like so cheap. It's like oh he lied. Okay, well. It's very short-sighted too because that's not going to feel very good in the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, he lied. Okay, well, nice. Um, is is a lot how I felt in uh, the Last Jedi when he says like, your parents were nothing. It's like, okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll feel the exact same way if that's what it is. Yeah. So. Um, but there is a potential big plot hole here with if it is something like his sister, or even if it is, if he is just his, a long-lost brother. That being that, clearly, Grindelwald didn't know or didn't even think Credence was anybody. Remember, he thought he was a squib. He just yeah. figured out at the end when it blew up. So, whenever he blew up into the, you know, he figured out, oh, he's the powerful Obscurio or whatever. Yeah. So, if, if he does, if he is actually Dumbledore's brother, then it would have had to have been information he found out between the first yeah. and second movie. Six months. When did when did he yeah. find that out? <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't well, really that, make sense. That kind of lends itself to him also, you know, manipulating him and lying. So we could get the same Star Wars scene over again. Oh. Or they could come in with Unless <laughs> maybe he didn't know until like, Queenie told him or something, because she was like reading his mind there at the end. Oh, so, that's a really good point. Possible. Yeah. So I think basically, like, we can jump into issues with Queenie now. We'll just jump into what didn't work. <laughs> but um, so I, I did not understand Queenie's like motivation to like join him there, because like, okay, I get that like, okay, you want to join him. He wants to make, or he's telling you that he wants to make a world where like quibs can like marry um, squibs. wizards, squibs can marry um, wizards, which is complete bullshit because he's like as completely against like everything but whatever um but you're leaving like the person that you're like in love with and want to marry jacob and um like to follow this crazy like dictator dude to make the future that you want which can't happen now because you're not with the person that you love i had so many issues with that whole part of the movie i think in um, her mind it, it works out because once that happens she can then marry go back and marry jacob so obviously but he has issues like, with that, but yeah. And oh, go ahead, Jody. Sorry. And I think that it definitely is justified in her mind. Um, obviously, it's not justified for us, the audience, um, because we know more than she does. Um, but I can definitely see where she's coming from for joining him. But the fact, like I, what I didn't understand about her specifically was the. Um, love potion or love spell that she put on Jacob oh, at yeah. the start. Um, she wanted him to marry her like under these false pretenses or something. It, yeah, it didn't make any sense at all how they ended up there with Newt and he didn't even know about it. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it kind of, I feel like it sells their relationship a little short with what we saw in the first one, how it was built and everything, so. Yeah, like, I was totally expecting her to, like, I don't know, is there something weird about that scene between her and Grindelwald where you kind of know that she's gonna, like, 
like after I saw that scene, I was like, okay, she's gonna go like she's gonna go dark, like yeah. just like telegraph this whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm interested to see what she uh gets into in, later on in the series. But part of me thinks that the only reason like uh Grindelwald like wants her is just because of her like what is she called? She I know she's like a not a psychic, but a telepath is that what they call them? Yeah, kind of uh, like a psychic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like uh, Grindelwald, Grindelwald can really use that power to his advantage by just manipulating her to like join his side by any means necessary. Um, the only thing that's weird about her as well, because she has like the the most bubbly personality of any of the characters in the you know she's kind of ditzy and kind of but very positive. Yeah. And then it switch, it switches over, and we only got to see one, like, probably, like, 30-second scene with her once she made the switch. But it's kind of like, so if you're writing, like, a good, like, bad guy, or someone that's trying, like, in his case, he's trying to convince people that he's not a bad guy, this is the right thing to do or whatever. But yeah. in the scene that, like, she's with them, it's clear that she, like, her personality's changed. She's, like, somber now. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is clearly the good, the good side. Where it's yeah. like... I think she's wearing like darker clothes and shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's just well, it's like joining like the empire and it's like yeah, these are the good guys and you're wearing and then you're wearing like yeah like gray flag jacket, black lipstick and (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. All right. What else we got? What didn't work? Another thing that I didn't really like or like understand. Um was uh Letta at the end, Letta Lestrange, like basically like sacrifices herself so they can like get away faster, I guess. But yeah. it like doesn't buy them like any time at all. Like I just did not understand why I, I half expected her to join him. Yeah, yeah, I did too at that point. I was kinda I thought that would have almost been a, a kind of a good one because we just learned her motive for the baby swap. Even though she's a little girl, so I mean we didn't yeah. it's not like almost would have preferred if she would have joined her because now she's just like dead i guess (laughs) like that's the end of that character they just spent a whole lot of this movie like kind of amping up weird yeah it was kind of like the rose sacrifice although she didn't die like the last jedi but it was like that was pointless you know (laughs) she's like (laughs) how do you know you're not going to end up killing them y'all are supposedly going like hundreds of miles an hour and you Yeah, it, it did feel kind of like, it's like, what did she do? She maybe bought, how was she even buying the time? Like, it wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't, like, in the way of the, it's fire, not like a, a projectile that she's blocking. She's like, jump, go, I'm going to jump in the way of this fire. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm guessing maybe, like, they wanted her, like, it's going to sound shitty, but, like, out of the way for future movies. So the brothers could like I don't know become closer or something like that. But yeah, that makes sense. I just would have ripped. I would the way that a lot of the stuff happens. It's like almost a like happenstance. Like JD was saying with um, them arriving because of the 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 curse and the, the new child. But the whole the scene, the fine the the big scene we talked about a lot where Grindelwald delivers his huge speech where all the his followers all meet up. That felt really weird because, I mean, obviously he was plotting to try to get everybody there at one time, but the way he got everybody there at one time, it's like, they just, like, 
they yeah. went to the, uh, <laughs> the strangest tombs uh, or tombs to, to figure all this out. It just happened that everybody's going to... R- they all got the magical, like, message made, touch the fog of the, like, raven or whatever to go to the tomb. Yeah, so, yeah. like, his followers makes more sense because, it, you know, he had the whole gray thing. That scene was cool where yeah. they're... Yeah. He's sending them a message that they're all going, but the rest of them arriving there felt weird, just because it's like they went to the, they had to go to the tomb at this time to figure out that she had to break down the reveal of Credence not being her brother. All that had to happen <laughs> at the tomb was like a lot of like happenstances. All right. Movies taking a whole lot of leaps. That's for and sure. And like a half brother, where they like. They both accepted that, yeah, we're like half brothers, but we're not. You're not our half brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whole time, like, I felt like I needed to rewind in the movie theater. Yeah. Shit, because I'm like, what? Okay, so like, am I watching Face Off now? What's happening? My guy can't even really explain it. Like the guy. They had a family tree they, like right in front of us. It yeah, was like, so fucking confusing. <laughs> I did like, well, she's not, wait. The, the, well, the black family tree is the one that's the tapestry. Because I thought it was stealing, I thought that was the black family tree she brought up. Because she makes, no, it was both I mean, it was family. very, it was similar because they had, like, pictures, but still. Yeah, and I had to look back after this, like, whole thing, too. It was like, okay, so how is uh, Bellatrix in this? But she married him, so that makes yeah. that kind of make sense. Yeah, how is, yeah. um. Oh yeah, because yeah, they're they're all yes, he's married yeah. to him, but Narcissa and her were originally black. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also what was I about to say? It was really weird when she bridge like bring up the family tree because it was really cool, and she was like, she was like, "There's no pictures of women; they're just flowers." And I'm like, "Why did you have to mention that?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt a little shoehorned in there. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of her explaining the the history of, of them all. I hate when, like, movies do that, where they use, like, they explicitly, like, point out the sexism or something like that, or racism in a movie, instead of letting, like, the metaphor, like, speak for itself. <laughs> like, it's just a little nitpick type thing that I have, which, like, if you're doing it well enough, like, we get it. Like, okay, this is the metaphor for racism or sexism, like, you don't have to ex- explicitly, like, point that out. Your yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grindelwald's like Hitler. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's an exaggeration. Uh, well, actually, it wouldn't have happened by then. You know? But uh, who knows? Um, did you guys have any issue with um, McGollion and Professor Sagan? McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a golfer. Would <laughs> you call it McGonagallin? McGonagallin uh, showing up in. Um, Hogwarts. I wasn't paying attention when I mean I was, but like a woman storms in, it's like this is a school, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, and then Dumbledore's like fell down McGonagall, and I'm like, oh, I wasn't paying attention, and they <laughs> yeah. literally didn't really show her again. They showed. Her I don't feel like it was needed at all. But I mean, I was happy because McGonagall was like the other important person, like you think of in that timeline. Yeah. And I guess they're going to, like, retcon that shit, because according to, like, Potter Vale or whatever, like, she wasn't even, like, born yet or something. She, so. she was born, but she, she wasn't, uh, 
she wasn't a homeboy contestant. She says in the mo- or she says in the book that she's been teaching there for I can't remember how many years, but yeah, she, it was like it was they definitely retconned it to where she's been teaching there a lot longer now. Okay. Cuz I thought she was Well, she was working at the ministry before she went to Hogwarts and well, yeah. What am I? What did I find in here? Okay. It said something like she was born in Okay. Takes place in 1927, um, but according to Pottermore, Professor McGonagall was born on October 4th, 1935. So oh, well, never mind. Yeah, they haven't screwed up her yeah, age and everything. That's according to like Potter, Pottervale or whatever, or Pottermore. Sorry. Maybe it's her um, mother. Maybe it's not even her. Oh, that's that could be good. Um, that wouldn't actually make a whole lot of sense and shut a whole lot of people on the internet up so it'd be cool with that <laughs> yeah because i mean she could even have the same exact name and still be her mother yeah which i always kind of assumed that her and um uh dumbledore yeah, yeah were like around the same age just because like, oh, I, thought no. kind of like, I thought you were gonna say like doing a thing no, I think this movie kind of pointed out that that's not Dumbledore's uh, cup of tea. So. <laughs> you never know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe playing both sides. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that could definitely be his or her uh, mother. I can see that. And yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Because uh, I feel she's, like um, she's a half blood, I think. Is McGonagall half blood? Maybe the half. I can't remember. The half is her mom. We'll find out like about McGonagall's like backstory. That's cool. I'm if sure you read the article on Pottermore, it goes all into it. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I mean, I like Pottermore. Like it's uh, like supple, but I take it as like supplemental knowledge. Like I don't take that stuff as like lore, lore for for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of yeah, like something wrong with you. Words. Um, like like the stuff that's gospel is like in the books for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird like that. So. New, New Testament. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not this King James bullshit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah. What else? Um, any more sequel speculation you guys want to talk about? Um, what are you guys like? Maybe looking forward to in the in the third movie. In this franchise. I don't know. Did, did y'all think it's gonna be the third or the fourth with Tom Riddle? Because I mean, this is gonna be. Grindelwald's rise, and it's cool because you're seeing the same thing. This is a repeat of history, just that it happens in, in real life, where yeah. Voldemort's going to have a similar ascent, uh, just like Grindelwald does. And the uh, what's the uh, Voldemort's followers? The de- the def- uh, Death Eaters. Death Eaters. Death, death Eaters. And you're seeing Grindelwald with his followers, and I'm so Tom Riddle is going to be a follower of Grindelwald's and carry I on his mission. Feel like. Do we? I'm sure. Sh- we could look it up, but when, um, like Voldemort comes into the when Tom Riddle like yeah, it's it's pretty soon. Like the next ten years or so, he's gonna come to Hogwarts. Um, okay, I could feel like like I think that they save that for the fourth. Yeah, so. I think that's gonna be fourth. Probably, they yeah. they have such a long yeah. time span that they have to advance those. So I'm not sure how far into the future the third one's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be, you know, like three to five years later type of thing and where are they because this one was such a small gap when they have to go from 1926 to you know 1947 yeah because uh uh, 
Riddles started beginning began school at Hogwarts in 1938. He was born in 26, so he was born the same year that this. He's a baby. Yeah. Hmm. That could be a cool opening, like open on like the beginning rumblings of like World War Two and all that stuff. No wizards' involvement in this. That could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, One I thing just hope I that didn't answer a lot of questions in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. Exactly. One thing that worked, which um, I forgot to mention, um, I do like finding out the magical communities of other countries. Like, um, yeah. first one was obviously America, which of course we were all excited about. This one was like France to, or yeah, to a lesser extent, and then um, he was in what Austria at the very end of the movie. Um, but I think um, they throw like little tiny things in, um, like when Grindelwald was addressing um, when he was doing that speech, um, he was talking about the Muggles, but he used like a couple different names for Muggles. He said Muggles. Nomads, and then I think he said a couple other very precise he names. He did. There's like four or five of them, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that um, I really like. Like, I hope they do go to other countries like Germany, which we already know a little bit about, and France because of the Triwizard Tournament. But, um, oh yeah, Grindelwald is from Germany because he went to that school and he carved his little Deathly Hollows in the wall. Um, but nice. But learning more, like, visiting communities and stuff. Yeah. And, like, how, like, uh, seeing very briefly, like, the Ministry of Magic for Paris. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. I feel like we got to see a whole lot more of, like, the wizarding community in the first movie, like, the American wizarding community than we did, like, the French wizarding community in this one. Yeah. Which, um, I wish we could have seen some more of that, but I agree yeah. with you. I thought it was pretty fun. We did see a little bit about the, um, a little bit of the Ministry of Magic, like, the British or English, whatever, Ministry of Magic at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, which was kind of cool, and I swear, like, I don't know if, <laughs> uh, like, maybe I'm being a little, uh, elfish here or something, but I swear Creature looked like he was one of the freaking, like, cleaning trolls in the, uh, elf. Ministry of Magic at the end. Oh, oh the elves, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, um, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, okay. See, it looks a lot like Creature. So. They are. They do last a long time. I don't think it was Creature, but... No, he'd be in the black same as Alec Ritchie was. Still. Yeah. Unless he was spying. What? He could have, uh... Henry the, Henry the Black from the Ministry of Magic at one point? Uh, it's possible, yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. That'll be the main plot point in the next one we watch, Todd <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Told you guys that was Creature. Um, but alright, any, any questions you guys have on this movie? I am really looking Question. forward to the rest of the series. Uh, even though I was very comfortable with the book that didn't exactly love the movie, but yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I'm still just as, I'm really pumped about the, I don't have any letdown in terms of like, what's yet to come because now I, I gotta see what happens now <laughs> yeah it's like we said earlier a little bit about comparisons to the last jedi whereas this movie set up a whole lot of things left a whole lot of things open um 
to like uh, Last Jedi like closed a whole lot of things. Like left a few things open. Yeah. We just don't know where it's going. And this movie has a pretty good like trajectory and like what needs to be answered. Well, yeah, we we know what's to come, but the the actual steps and what happens to get there is what's most important or most interesting. Which yeah. what's crazy is. So J.K. Rowling's having to work with the prequel because stuff with information we already know, and she's doing a better job with arguably the a sequel to the series where it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it's she's done a good job making us guess because that's what the prequels were for. It's like, well, I mean, we know what happens, but well, I mean, she's already throwing a wrench in it. We're kind of <laughs> like, well, what does happen? Do we know? Yeah. So that's that's a hard freaking tightrope to walk for sure. Like making anything a surprise when it's like, um. But all right, I think um, unless anybody's got any final notes, that's about all we got for the crimes of Grindelwald. Um, next week we're gonna be uh, watching and talking about the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. It's a Coen Brothers joint. Um, it's like a western movie. Um, I think it's like six stories like that within a movie so looking forward to that but um want to thank uh megan and Britt for popping in on this one thank you for having me <laughs> you guys are welcome you guys are our like uh third and fourth guests on the show nice. yeah prestigious group <laughs> <laughs> so i think we had yeah we had phil and bear on to talk about walking uh, up hill house and nice. i think red dead which we could have a whole Another podcast on the Red Dead. Maybe we should do it sometime. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be yeah, good. For sure. Uh, but all right, yeah. We will uh, talk to you next week. Um, hopefully you guys like this one. Uh, not there's always next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like we'll, that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see y'all then. Thanks. Later. See ya.